Welcome back to the People of the PNW podcast. This is a podcast we've created for our Pacific Northwest region people, and it's all about like the best things that are happening out there. As Kelly and I go out into the field all the time, we learn great things from the people out there, and we're learning great things from the offices and, and the practices and processes that we're doing. So we really wanted to share it with you guys. As your regional developer in our long-term group of teams, I'm really proud about the big strides that we're making on working together across boundaries and continuously building a stronger brand for Express. Kelly, I know you've been a big part of this and I really appreciate everything you're doing to help with this too. So thank you. Thanks, Dawn. It's fun to try and and teach people things in a little bit different way. I think we're all sick of reading emails. That's pretty much all we do. So I think it's nice that you could hopefully just listen to us, even if the editing is always the best. (laughs) (laughs) We are kind of rookies at this, but we really appreciate it. And we hope that you're getting value out of it. We've got some great feedback. So thanks to all of you. And thanks to you, Kelly. Thanks. Today, we're joined by Bailey Lichtenberg, successful recruiting specialist in our region. Welcome to our studio, Bailey. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you. And we have Kelly here as well. Hey, Kelly. I was going to, hey, hey, hey. (laughs) Hey, hey, it's Kelly in the house. (laughs) I decided that I like Kelly to be a, a guest every time because I love having her expertise in the room. Thanks, Dawn. So we appreciate you being here, Bailey, and sharing what's working for you and your team right now. I know you've been doing this job for over six months. How's it been going for you? It's been going really good. It's been um, fun to learn all about it and kind of be introduced into the world of recruiting as the recruiting specialist. It's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. Well, congratulations on everything you've accomplished. You've certainly made a mark in our region. Thanks, Don. <laughs> I think we should share a fun fact that Bailey's grandpa and Bob Funk actually went to high is high school high together. School, yeah. And Bob Funk was at your grandpa's funeral recently. He wasn't there, but um, he like sent flowers and they're they've known each other for a long time. <laughs> wow. What's yeah. the town um somewhere up north? Duval. Yeah, Duval. Duval. Yeah. yeah. But Bailey didn't know anything about Express <laughs> until I got hired. <laughs> Uncle Funk. <laughs> oh, that's fun. That is a fun fact. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about the recruiting specialist role as I discussed because most of our offices have that position right now and some are even adding a second person in the role. And obviously, with the tight labor market, it's made a huge difference in having candidates to pull from. So I am excited to share what you're doing every day to help get those people in here. Can you share with us what a day in the life of your desk looks like? Yeah, so my day um, usually starts off with responding to um, online applications, Facebook applications, career builder. I basically print all of them off, and that's where I start my day is just calling on all those So that way we can get in contact with them right away. Um, And then from there, I already have my schedule for that day pretty much booked out the day before. And then I go through that list. I typically schedule them about every 15 minutes. And I go through and I call all of them and do the intakes. And that's about it. So how has that 
that time frame shortened from when you first started, right? I feel yeah, like definitely. I heard you say you were doing like 30 minute blocks or something earlier. Yeah, I think in the very beginning, it was like 25 to 30 minutes. And it took me probably a week or two to really get down to where we wanted to be. And still, sometimes they do take over or under depending on the candidate, really. So who is actually scheduling your calls for the next day? So it's really a team effort between me and FOC as well. Um, So as soon as they call, if I'm already on the phone or I can't talk to them immediately, um, they'll do a detailed inquiry and then put them on my schedule for as soon as possible. And at the end of the day, it schedules out for the next day. Oh, that's great. So what does your daily interview goal look like and what are your goals for a week? So I typically try to aim for 12 to 15 phone interviews per day. Um, and typically around 60 a week. And you include inquiries in that goal yes. as well. So how many inquiries are you usually doing? Um, I'm typically doing 60 to 65 inquiries, and then my phone interviews come from those numbers. Perfect. No, that makes sense. That adds up. And that's how you make the 100 Club, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... What steps do you take to ensure that that calendar is full? And I know you kind of touched on that a little bit. And then what do you do and where do you go to find people when it's not full? Because I know that sometimes we don't have those ads that are really attracting some of the best people and you have to go out and kind of source for those people to call. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is to make sure you're constantly having new ads posted all the time. I find that even once they're two to three days old, those candidates are already not actively applying to them as often. So making sure you have fresh ads all the time is the biggest thing I would say. And then also just having ads posted on CareerBuilder and also searching on CareerBuilder has been one of my favorites that I've used recently. There's always people actively looking on CareerBuilder. So responding to those and then also um, workforce management lists. So managing our active associates. I can also get a lot of React interviews out of those and also just touching base with our active workforce that maybe we haven't talked to in a while. Kelly's eyes light up because she <laughs> loves the workforce management list. She did train <laughs> me on that. So <laughs> well, I was thinking of Bailey does all the, like she does a, a bi-weekly Emma Blast. Mm-hmm. You reactivate a lot of inactive candidates yep. too. Yep. Wow. Way to use all the tools. Yeah. <laughs> do you use um, the multi-caller system at all? Um, I do a lot for jobs we're looking to fill. Um, I don't use it too much for inactive associates. I typically resort to Emma and career builder for things like that. So touch a little bit since you brought it up, how do you help your internal team fill jobs? And when would you do that in your schedule? Yeah, so I work very closely with the industrial team. Most of my intakes are for the industrial team. Um, So if ever they need help filling a job or sometimes we'll take time aside for me to work on job orders, things like that, Um, It really helps me get a good idea of what they're looking for right now. So that way when I'm in my phone interviews, I know right away if there's a job for them or not or if there's going to be something coming soon. Um, It just helps me know what type of candidates I'm looking for and the best candidates to bring in as well. Do you feel like the – because this is a new process, Mm -hmm. I want to set up this question – it's a new process. There's been an evolution of it. And there's definitely been an evolution of it in our region in particular, because the beta got out quickly and people picked it up before there was like an official process around it. So how do you feel like the training has lined up like day one, 
training, doing the powertrain has lined up with the job that you're actually doing today? I think it helped a lot. I think it's a great basis of what I do. I started with doing just that basically and taking that and getting really comfortable and doing pretty much exactly what the training taught me to do. And then from there, it's kind of evolved into more with all of our, you know, sourcing techniques that I've been taught and helping with industrial team more as well. So it really set a really good foundation of where to start. And then from there, taking skills as they come to kind of add on and help with that as well. So the intake process has stayed the same for you. It's more being able to fill your schedule a little bit more efficiently than you have in the past. I would say so, yeah. Well, I think our team at Express University would be really happy to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that shout out to EU. (laughs) What about show up rates and, and interview rates? Let's go through the process. So if you do 60 phone interviews of a, in a week, how many of those interviews are you actually scheduling, would you say? I would probably say I think I typically pass on about six out of 60 for a variety of kind of reasons, maybe just based off of their availability or, you know, things like that, what we have open. When you say pass off, do you mean you're passing... Like only six are coming in or only six you're not inviting Oh, six in. not bringing Oh, in. I was like, sorry. wow. <laughs> I'm like this. No, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> of, okay, so of those uh, 54 that you mm-hmm. invite in, what do you think is the show up rate on that? Well, we've gotten it down. It's something we've been working on the past few weeks pretty pretty well. I would say there's maybe one that doesn't show up nowadays kind of depending on it, but we kind of hit them multiple ways to confirm interviews now. Definitely helped. Will you explain what those are? Yeah, yeah. that's a really good show. Over. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I confirm with them obviously on the phone when I schedule them. I let them know how to get a hold of us if they need to reschedule. That way they know it's a possibility if they really do. Um, and then we send confirmation texts the day before with the option to text back to confirm. And that's also helped just having them simple sending a text I need to reschedule and then that helps them and then also our FOC if they don't respond to that text message she calls them in the morning first thing and either gets them on the phone or leaves them a voicemail again confirming their interview and it's worked wonders on our show oh that's amazing yeah what about if you don't get somebody on the phone for your show up rate because you you're scheduling a lot of interviews phone interviews for yourself, what do you do if you don't get them on the first call? Right. So I immediately send a text message to them through ZipWhip and I just say, hey, we had a phone interview scheduled. It looks like I missed you. Give me a call back as soon as you can. Um, And then typically they will return the call or text. (laughs) So any other best practices that you've learned along the way that you would like to share and let's touch a little bit on how the sense of urgency and getting them in and getting them on the phone and, and pulling them in with some job, like real job opportunities is really helping too. Yeah, definitely. So I only really schedule out interviews two days. If I'm going over two days, I kind of talk with the team and we figure out basically how we can get more in if I, I don't like scheduling over two days, they typically don't show up. <laughs> so really trying to work with that two-day schedule makes a big difference. Um, and then 
what was the other part of the question? <laughs> Sorry. I like to add like three or four <laughs> questions into one. How do you um, really, so that sense of urgency you've kind of shared mm-hmm. about just getting them in right away within a day or two, but let's talk a little bit about how do you entice them with an actual job that they match right then and there to get them in? Yeah. So when I'm in the phone interview and I do my reverse search with their skill set and it shows me the jobs that they are best matched for, I take an extra minute to say a little bit of details about the job or, you know, this is what it is. This is pretty much exactly what you're looking for. You know, we got to get you in here right away because they do fill up pretty quickly. So taking a little bit of extra time of really making them connect to a position, that way they they feel that they need to come in right away. They know they have something instead of just being like, yeah, we always have lots of jobs where they're like, okay, they don't really know. But if we take a little extra time and really reassure them that there really is something here, because sometimes they haven't worked with a staffing agency and so they don't know if we're really being legit mm-hmm. or not. <laughs> yeah, or they've been burned by six staffing agencies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a really great takeaway for everyone out there. I love that. Kelly, do you want to add anything that maybe Bailey skipped over or we want to really emphasize? I think one thing, well, there's a couple of things Bailey does really great. One, she absorbs any sort of training she can get as far as sourcing goes. And you can, you can see it in her process throughout the week. She's not just picking one source and sticking to it. She's trying to hit multiple avenues all the time, constantly, and even getting on and sharing things on Facebook groups. She's always looking for a different way to find people. So you can't just go with one source. There's, there's great people everywhere in all different crevices. Um, And there's a lot of crappy people in a lot of different areas that she has to sort through, too. (laughs) Two, Bailey's always on the phone, even if the whole office isn't paying attention. I think it's really important that in in that recruiting specialist role, you're just on the phone. So you're, you're just looking for ways to get more people. So you have to be really focused and disciplined with your activity. And three, she really stuck with the process, which is why she's really seeing the payoff now. And there's certainly weeks where... There's been times, wouldn't you say, that you you weren't getting those numbers and you mm-hmm. had to kind of retweak, but it's all about sticking with the process. And we're really seeing the offices that stick with it and push through and get better at it and get better at those calls and come up way, with ways to get more people in. They're seeing the results and the offices that are kind of jumping around, oh, we'll try this, we'll try this, just aren't getting the same success with this process. That's really powerful testimony there, Kelly. Appreciate that. And I'm sure Bailey does too. (laughs) Bailey has her arm up like hallelujah. (laughs) Amen to that. Well, thanks again for joining us today, Bailey. Um, That was really, really positive information that I think, you know, like we had a podcast a while back with Dave Kaler in our early days of podcasting and um, the actual podcast needed some work, but Dave's information was really valuable. And we have several offices that are using it now. And it's become a game changer. It's become a game changer in all of those offices, especially the ones that are really sticking to it and sticking to the volume and the numbers. So we appreciate you. Keep going strong. Keep that sense of urgency and rocking your position. And um, let's keep bringing those people in the door. Yeah, thanks for having me, Don. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Bye, Don. <Dawn>. Bye-bye. <laughs>